Welcome in. We're back. It's the BCJ podcast here on BearcatJournal.com. I was on vacation last week, which I'm sure you guys heard enough about on Monday on the BBP, but it is time to get back to the big show. Dave Simone, what's going on, my brother? Ready to roll, man. Second birthday for the little one. You having you having a good day? Oh man, he just had the best birthday ever. <laughs> <laughs> we have a big time guest today. Our old friend joins us on the BCJ podcast. None other than Tobler Time himself, Zach Tobler. What's up, Tobes? What's going on? How are y'all doing? I'm delightful. <laughs> Dave and I, Dave and I are having kid problems today. So, you know. We're going to work through it, though. We're going to work through it. That's right. And I don't know anything about that yet. <laughs> don't. Don't have kids. <laughs> Tobes, uh, you've, uh, you, you've, you've been involved with the Wes Miller regime a little bit. You've gotten to know Wes fairly well and, and been around the program a little bit. You were at practice today. Uh, what is your overall, like, 10,000-feet view uh, of what you have seen since Wes Miller has taken over the Bearcats? I mean, I don't, I, you know, I don't know how he will be uh, win, winning games wise, but he's hit every, seems like every other button, he's pressed the right button every single time, you know, just from uh, being with the the former, you know, having the former players around, uh, like today at practice, it was me, uh, Kashmir Wright was there, Jeremiah Davis the third was there. I, I know, saw he, Jeremiah put a video up. Yeah, he showed he showed up, and man, I haven't seen him in forever. So it's good good to see him. Um, Trey Scott came back. Uh, you know, he he stopped by towards the end of practice and everything. So it's just good seeing you know that they're welcoming everyone back with such open arms and everything. It's awesome. Um, but I think that it's in good hands and everything. He's done a great job so far. So I know at the beginning of this, you kind of you were you were helping out a little bit on something. That uh, that didn't come to fruition. But what what were those initial like like connections with Wes like? How, uh, give me a sense of like how open he was to you and how uh, how quick he was to to kind of put you in action as a guy that had some ties to the program. It, I mean, it was good, man. I mean, for the fact that you know he said to me, he was like, you know, hey, anything you know that you can help me with or whatever, you know. He's like, he was all ears. He was listening, you know, asking me for advice and stuff, you know. Right. And I'm not, you know, the highest guy on the totem pole around. So, yes, uh, you are. The, the, the fact that he's reaching out to, you know, anyone and everyone he can to, to get his uh, uh, a step ahead just in the area in general. Um, it's been great to see so far. I, I've tried to express that to people this staff as a whole, everybody I've dealt with on this staff, before you get a chance to ask them a question, they ask you 10. Yeah. Oh yeah. And to me, that's like that. That's no ego. That's understanding coming mm -hmm. in. We've got a lot to learn. We've got to figure out the lay of the land. We got to figure out who's who and what's what. And, and that part has blown me away because a lot of times in college coaches, man, coaches come in and they think they know it all. Right. Yeah. Yep. They think they haven't figured out. They don't think uh -huh. they need any help. This group has come in and said, look, we're, we're open ears. We're open arms. Like we we're we're hell bent on making this thing work. That, that part probably is what has impressed me the most about this group. Yeah. They, uh, 
they don't act like they know it all. They're always asking questions and seeing how, what they, you know, what other feedback people can provide to them. And it's just, you know, it's kind of a breath of fresh air. Dave. Yeah. Sorry. I was coughing. Um, That's okay. We know kind of that first initial week, coach Miller kind of met with a lot of you guys in person, had a zoom with a bunch of people. What's kind of been your guys, the former players discussion. Has that continued since then, like him reaching out to you guys, or are you guys kind of getting together, seeing like who's going to be in town? How's that whole relationship kind of continued since that first day or first week? Um, it's been good. I mean, so they had the, uh, that zoom call what was it, his second, second day um, with a lot of former players and everything. Um, I thought that was a good step in the right direction. And um, the former coach had done something similar to that, but then he did that. And then you never heard from, him, you know, never heard one more thing ever again from him. And the staff still, you know, I talked to, I talked to Crystal poor, um, every couple of days or, or whatnot. Um, so it's good that they're still reaching out um, and expressing, you know, that how much they care about former players in the program. Um, I know he came from Carolina, which is about as much of a basketball family as it gets. And he really genuinely seems like he wants to bring that feel to Cincinnati, which is fantastic. So you, you checked out practice or whatever they wanted to call it today. Workouts. They're called Workout, workouts. Workouts, right, right. What uh, – is that the first one you've been able to go to? Yeah, it was the first one I've had a chance to see. And it actually was more of a – I mean, it was mostly team drills and stuff, doing shell drills, practicing their rotations, what Wes was expecting from them on their defensive rotations. Uh ball spacing and everything going over some of their, you know, their basic motion offense plays and, uh, you know, how to space the floor and what he's expecting from them. Uh, they worked on some fast breaks and stuff, some primary break actions and everything. So I think a lot of the stuff they've been doing this summer has been mostly predicated on team stuff versus, um, you know, once coaches have like their established program, uh, some of the summer stuff is more uh, individual skills training where this was more kind they of did. trying to implement a system. They, they did individuals the first three weeks, I think. Did they? Okay. And then this has now moved into yeah. – I mean, and Mick did something similar where June yeah. was kind of individuals and then July was, was team stuff. I think this yeah. is their first week, I believe, of team stuff. Okay. Um, so so they, I showed up right when that <laughs> Right when they start. That's when you want to show up. You don't want to show up for individuals. Right. <laughs> Knowing that it's still early on and we've had so many, there's so many new pieces, but then there's also like John Newman has just, you know, basically gotten on campus, started to get involved. Like how did the, just the overall team chemistry camaraderie seem to you today? I mean, it was good. I thought it was actually really good. Um, and I'm not just saying that. I think, uh, you know, even like after the practice was over and stuff, they were all going, you know, going around talking to each other, joking with each other, you know, genuinely seeming like they're having a good time and everything. 
Uh, there wasn't anyone that seemed like, you know, out of place or anything like that. They all seemed pretty together, which was really good to see, especially this early with this many new players and stuff. It's hard to, it's hard to get that. So already seeing that um, coming up is good. Would you, did you get a, a look at, at Newman a little bit? Nobody's seen him yet. Like you're one of the first guys to get a, a glimpse at John Newman since he arrived on campus. Uh, yeah. I mean, he said, it seemed like a good athlete. I mean, like I said, there wasn't a whole lot. I mean, there wasn't, it's like, they, it's not like they were playing against each other and everything. Right. It was pretty much all against the air. Um, but he seemed like a good athlete. He was fluid. You know, he wasn't like a ro- robot out there or anything. Um, so it was good. I thought he, you know, fit in well. Um, he has a good looking shot, quick first step. So I think he'll really be able to help out this year as long as he can stay healthy. I know he had a little struggle with that um, last year. So, what do you think the uh, the difference in big guys? I mean, I know you know from the things I've heard. <laughs> the things uh, I've heard, it's a it's a it's a whole new world with the type it, of big guys that Wes Miller has brought they in. They move well. I'll tell you what, they were they were getting up. At, they did some uh, some full court fast break stuff and they moved well. They got up and down the floor quick. Odie was really quick getting up. Um, but even uh, as Abdul, I do. Yeah. Abdul, I do. And, uh, and Koval, I mean, for as big as they are, they both move really well. I thought that was the, I thought that was the biggest difference I saw. Um, What'd you think of big Vic? He, he didn't practice. He was in, yeah, he had the, uh, he had a sleeve over his knee, and he just uh, watched the whole time. Um, Mason Matson actually didn't practice either. He was on he was on a stationary bike the whole time. He was out there warming up and everything, and then once they actually got into it, he sat. He was on the. Uh, you know how that works in June, early July, right? There's a, no, I mean, a there's, little bump, a little bruise. You get the day off, right? There's no point in uh, overexerting yourself against the air. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, muted. Yeah, no, I'm battling a cold, so I t- don't want to sneeze and cough. Um, what do you? What did uh, you talk to Demar at all? What's What's he feel? How's he feeling about being on staff and and his role and and things like that? He's liking it. I, he's really having a good time. I and mean, I think that whole group of coaches and support staff and everything I mean they really seem to get along and they're all it seems like they're all on the same page and they're all um they're all enjoying it and enthusiastic out there all every single one of them um top down uh so I think I think he's he's having a good time he's liking it um I know Kyle, Kyle Washington uh he's having he's having a great time so but how good how good was it to get to see to get back around Kyle? Oh, I know he, oh man, he's been gone that. for a while. I know I miss that guy. He's he's the best. What what is Kyle's coaching style? <laughs> <laughs> uh he's just he's just an energy guy right now. He's coming coming in, he'll he'll rough them up on some drills and stuff like that, get in them a little bit, but he's out he's out there uh you know giving it his all and So um, let, let's let's kind of look forward. Like, what, what do you think the, the the potential is for this team? I mean, you've seen them for what forty minutes, an hour today. Yeah, it, was like, it was like it was like fifty minutes or so. Uh, 
I mean, you know, you don't want to put too high of expectations, at least on a team this new. I mean, there's always going to be high expectations. Don't get me wrong. Um, I mean, I think they can do well. I mean, I think they can compete for top in the, you know, top two or three in the conference. Um, I think they can compete for an NCAA bid. I, I mean, I don't see why any of those can't be goals um, for this team. Uh, they got they got uh, they got size. They got guard play. Um, they got guys that can shoot the ball, uh, rebounding. I mean, they got everything that makes a good team. It's just the only thing they don't have is that camaraderie from playing together. Well, what was Cash up to? I bumped into Cash at the gas station <laughs> like yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, and I, I'm like, "What's up, brother?" <laughs> and uh, he said he was coming to practice on Wednesday. I, all, it, it, and I'm sure you had the, the same experience. I, I love Cash. Awesome to catch up with Cash anytime you can. Oh, he's such a he's such a nice guy. He's over at uh, uh, what's Clark Montessori. Yep, yep. Did hey, he try hey. to Did he try to get you? <laughs> no, no. Uh, he's uh, he's just the nicest guy, man. He's such a good he's such a good guy. Always good to catch up with him. And say hello. Um, so it's good seeing him back. Did, did you were, did you just miss him or did you play with him for? I just missed him. He graduated, he graduated before I came in. That's what I thought. I, I knew it was close. Yeah, couldn't remember. Yeah, I remember exactly going, how close. I remember going to the. Uh, I was at the Alabama game his senior year when I was a senior in high school when he hit that uh, game winner against them. <laughs> so so what's Tobes up to now? You're you're back. Like I know we used to. We used to talk a lot as you were driving back and forth, shuttling back and forth to Lexington for work. Oh, God. And, uh, and now you're back on campus. It's nice. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting right now. There's not, uh, there's not a whole lot of people around right now. Um, but once, you know, once school really gets back into swing and everything, um, it's good being back. I, I like it. You know, it's close, it's close to home. Um, it's good seeing campus and everything. And I, you know, I'm working on the building right now that I took most of my classes in college and everything. So it's been really neat to see. You're not, but you're not going to come back and take it in the, when it becomes the law building, you're not going to come back and become a lawyer. <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't, I don't think so. Not, not yet. <laughs> you, you love the construction business. Yeah, it's it's good. I enjoy it. Um, my dad actually owns a construction company over in northern Kentucky um, called Radius Construction. So I've kind of I used to work for him as a laborer and stuff in the summers. I, mean, I, re I remember working for him in the morning and then going to practice uh, over at UC, at UC and then uh, leaving there and going back going back to work. Um, oh, it was brutal, but it was good. You, you you'd work double shifts in between a mic practice. Oh yeah. Oh, I can't think of anything that sounds worse than that. Yeah, I'd, sh I'd show up in the locker room and I'd be, you know, in my work boots, jeans, a dirty ass, uh, uh, high vis shirt and everything, and uh, throw on my practice gear and go on. <laughs> That's why the people love you, Tobes. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, mean, I was gonna say, like, how many times a week do you watch the first couple minutes of the Houston game? <laughs> I actually because like I would watch it probably at least once a day. I mean, like I scored the first bucket of the game. We were we were winning two nothing. Like 
What else do, you, do I need to watch? <laughs> I couldn't tell you the last time I've watched I'm it. Just, to be honest, to be completely honest, I, I'll have to go back and look at it again. I really haven't. Um, it's been a while. It was textbook. <laughs> oh, it was. It was a perfect pass, too. Did was, you talk was, shit to whoever was guarding you after you scored on them? It was uh, – God, what was that dude that transferred from Indiana? What was his name? Oh, Devin Davis. Yep, that's who it was. I was like, dude, you can't you can't reach for the steal. If you're going to go for a steal, you got to get it, buddy. Just be like, you reach, <laughs> I teach, buddy. <laughs> but, hey, if we, we we ran the play just as uh, Cronin drew it up in the uh, – in the locker room right before the game and everything. So, and Troy threw a beautiful pass. I couldn't, I couldn't let him down. I had to make it. So, <laughs> were, you, were you nervous when I think we've talked about this before? Were you nervous when Mick drew up the play and said, We're getting Tobes a bucket? Um, I, I, you know, I don't, don't know. lie a little bit for sure. Um, I wasn't actually, I didn't know even if I was going to start until like I didn't expect it at all. Um, I was going in thinking that I, you know, just, you know, my normal role and everything. Um, and then he said, you know, right before, like we would go in the locker room, you know, eight minutes beforehand or whatever we would. And, uh, that's when he was like, all right, Tubbs, you're starting. And he starts drawing up the <laughs> play and stuff. He says, all right, you're going to get a bucket. And let's go. Um, so I was like, I didn't even know what to think at that point. I'm just trying to remember the play so I don't F that up. <laughs> but did did you uh how did you consume Mick making a run to the final four? Oh, I loved it. My, uh me and my dad went to the uh we went to the Michigan game. We were able to get I was out. there. Oh, were you? Yeah. Oh man. I was sitting right behind Hep. <laughs> I was a little further up, but uh okay. <laughs> Um, that was awesome, man. I couldn't have been happier for him, him and Coach Savino. Um, and then uh, TJ Wolf still with them, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so. um, um, Nate, who's Nate? Nate? Nate, he can't, I, he might have come in right after you. Though, oh, I he think he's a video he, guy. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he did. He, he was, he, he used was, to be at practice with his dad, like when you were a freshman and he was like oh, 12, right. like 13 yeah. years. He would come to practice with his dad. Okay. Gotcha. Nate Georgeson. That's his name. Nate Georgeson. Okay. Yep. Um, so his dad owns the red squirrel, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. But Nate's still with him out, out at UCLA. Nate went with him and. Oh, that's awesome. Nate like and my, TJ. My grandparents' favorite spot. <laughs> I, I think it's like a family thing, like their family. They've had it. Spots out on the west side, they love that place. I think they had it in their family for years and years and years. And uh, his dad and Nate used to come to practice and sit there with uh, with me and Hep. And he turned it into a video coordinator job, and now he's living the life in Westwood. <laughs> yeah, it's rough it, out there. Could 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 be worse. <laughs> it's rough out there. You got you got any rapid fire for him, Dave? No, I don't. I don't have anything on right now. I was, <laughs> I barely made it onto the podcast. <laughs> what what we had going on? So, you got any football questions for me? We Coach actually, is a big football guy. My my fiance is actually uh, there. She's she works for UC Health now, and they're just switching over to actual UC. So she's going to get the uh, um, 
the staff tickets or whatever they are. The, the nice. Work. Yeah, so we're yeah. going to work on our uh, season tickets. How much money? Week. How much money would you have made off name, image, and likeness? Oh, you know, I couldn't be happier that it finally happened. Um, it's been a long time coming that these guys and girls can uh, can profit off themselves, just like you know any other college student could. Um, I wish I had that opportunity there. Uh, what would you have hustled? Watches, Tobler time, clocks. Yeah, watches and <laughs> clocks, man. Yeah, <laughs> my own clock store right now. Um, I don't know any food place up in Clifton that would have uh, <laughs> paid me to sponsor them. I'd be all over it. Monster Energy, probably. Um, but I don't know. I, you know, maybe I wouldn't have had to uh, work so much for my for my old man if. Uh, <laughs> If I could have done that. <laughs> you could have just worked a single shift, gone to practice, and then gone home after practice. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's outstanding. That's outstanding. All right, man. Well, I don't, I don't Dave, do you have football questions for him? Toves is a football guy. Well, okay. I should have. I, I, I say I should have. I should have played football. I think I would have been better at it than I would have been. What position? Did you play football growing up? Uh, through like seventh grade. Oh, okay. What position I, I, would you? What position would you have played at UC? Oh well, it depends. Because if I would have actually played, I probably would have tried to play the line, D tackle or something, and put on about 75, 80 pounds. Well, how how tall oh, are you? Six five. Tight end, man. <laughs> I'm not athletic enough to be a tight end. There's, you're, there's you're, not that, you're not unathletic. I'm not unathletic, but I would just like to I just like to wreck people out there, man. It'd be yeah. great. Be like an H back inline <laughs> guy. Yeah, that those guys, could. those guys get to go downhill and like they, they get to move a little bit before they that's, go hit somebody. That's true. That's also true. Yeah, G- Gary and Kyle and them, they didn't they didn't like practicing against me i think they would have <laughs> against anyone else but me <laughs> it makes sense are you going to are you going to any road football games this year um i want to try to get to notre dame but it is the saturday before my wedding so i don't know if i'm gonna be a party i know i know right my one buddy my one buddy is actually a huge Notre Dame I mean, fan. Chicago for the weekend, take the yeah. train to South Bend. That's a great bachelor party. I mean, South Bend be. sucks, but if you stay in Chicago <laughs> and then how, how far is it from there? Couple, like a couple hours. Oh, I mean, it's nothing. Uh, that might not be a horrible idea. <clears throat> it's it's nothing. That might not be a bad idea. Yeah, you could. Um, be a I mean, it's time. what a it's a two o'clock kickoff. Yeah, two thirty local. You could, I mean, you'd be back for like a night in Chicago. Yeah, easy. Oh, that'd be a good. You know, I might have to uh, start looking looking into that. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I would, I would, I would cons- heavily consider that. Yeah, that's, uh, your best man. He needs to get on his get on his game. Do you, have, do you have one planned yet? No, I haven't. Oh, well, I, need, I mean, even better. 
Exactly. Exactly. Find some find some tickets. Oh, here's 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 the the problem though. I just happened to be looking at the, like the the full schedules for everybody. Uh huh. Looking at like what would be the best game to go to each week, but you can't see the same teams twice. Most expensive ticket on the secondary market right now for the entire weekend of October 2nd is the UC Notre Dame game. Oh, I'm not surprised one bit. One bit. Especially if this season starts going how at least we think it, it think it can, and obviously Notre Dame. You, you might want to hustle and make those plans and try to find some tickets before they get too crazy. Too, too expensive. Right. Or or you take the gamble that Notre Dame doesn't start well. Yeah, they lose the yeah. week before in, at Soldier. And nobody cares. Wisconsin. Right. They play Florida State, too, to open, don't they? Yeah, but it's at Florida State, so who knows? Yeah. But, but I mean, Notre Dame's going to be really, really young. Right. So, at Florida State week one, they lose Florida State, Wisconsin. You might be able to get, get a nice deal on tickets for that <laughs> game. Uh, yeah, I might have to uh, hold out on that and see. But Chicago, you know. Because if we do go to Chicago, then I could just make the little trip down there last minute. That's right. We're here to help, Tobes. <laughs> I need you guys to just uh, be my planners. How about that? Yeah. Do, do we get? To, do we get to come? Sure. All right. Well, then you might be onto something. I love <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> do, do you guys? You experienced the season where expectations were ridiculously high from day one. What is this team going through in this offseason leading up to having to, to live up to the hype? You know, it just have to uh, – you just have to take it day by day. You have to do – that. you can't relax on anything. You got to, you know, play every, every – possession in practice every play in practice like like you're still trying to prove something i mean i know these guys a lot of these guys have, have proved a lot already and um some of them would probably be in the nfl already if they could uh if they could leave a little earlier um but they just had to keep keep grinding keep grinding it out um it's kind of hard, you know. It's kind of hard. Every every team's different, especially if you haven't been around them too much and everything. Um, I'd say where this team is similar to yours is they're old. Like you right. guys were old that year, right? You guys old? could have passed as a as a group of Mormons as old as you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we have what uh, Kevin and Kevin and Troy both seniors. Gary was a junior. Or was he a sophomore that year? I was talking more the next year. Oh, yeah. Kyle's a senior. Gary's a senior. Jake's a junior. Right. And Jerem was young, but. He's, he's still a sophomore, but. He was a sophomore, but uh, that, that team was Kane, old. Kane, Kane was a senior. Yeah. Justin Jennifer was a senior. Uh, was Justin a senior that year? Or, I, I think Justin, so. Justin and Kane were juniors that year. Were they? Okay. Yeah. Their senior year was Iowa. The Iowa that's loss. Right, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, still, up, straight, Tobes. Upper class. I, it starts all starts running together eventually. <laughs> all right, brother. Well, 
I, we appreciate you coming on and, and, and dropping some knowledge, sharing some knowledge with us about what you saw today. You uh, did it, did it feel good to be back sitting in fifth third arena? Oh, it's always, it's always good to be back. And, you know, I, every time I go in there, I'm, I'm pissed that I didn't get a play in, it, <laughs> in that arena. <laughs> oh, not you were there for, thing. you were there for closing night of the old arena. Yeah, it was, cra- it was crazy. They, uh, you know, we're, we're, they throw the confetti down after the game and do all that. You look up and they're already taking down all the banners and stuff, getting ready. Like they wasted yeah. no time, no time at all. They were like, hurry up and get out so we can start wrecking this place. <laughs> um, but it's good. It's good. It's always good to be back. I, all right, brother. Well, we will, uh, you know, we'll have you back on again here sometime in the near future as we get a little closer to basketball season. And uh, I'm sure I'll see you around before then. And if not, we'll see you up on top of the, uh, the garage because Tobler, the, to- the Tobler crew tailgates like three spots away from Dave's crew. That's right. Oh, yeah. It's the, pa- it's the party deck up there. It's the sneakiest damn best spot around. Oh, great. It's, it's not it's even great. ever half full. And I don't know what people are doing. Like Right? Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> All right, man. Get some rest. Now, you, don't have, it's, you get to sleep in now a little bit because you don't have to wake up at 4 a.m. and drive to Lexington. Yeah, I sleep in until 5. So. There you go. <laughs> a little Next bit. Extra hour of sleep. Yeah, yeah. I can't complain. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks. Appreciate it, Tobes. Thanks, Tobes. Talk to you later. There you go. Zach Tobler. Tobler time. Giving us a little insight from practice today and and catching up. No better, no bigger legend in Bearcat lore, Dave, than Zach Tobler. He's up there. He's up there, that's for sure. 6'5". He'd have made a good – he'd have made a good tackle. I think he'd have been a better offensive tackle than defense. You think he could have packed on that much weight? Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. I mean, if if you have it on. Yeah, but if you have a plan to do it, you can do it. I mean, look at Digger Bushnock now. He's like 210. Yeah. So, you know, there are those guys. Tobes isn't a small guy. No. 230, You think he was that big? That's, well, that's big. That's, I mean, that's two, what he is now, probably. 230, 240 for a Hooper in college is large. Yeah. I think he could have. I think he could have got it done. He he does. He probably would have liked to play defense quite a bit more than he would have liked to play offense. So, yeah. No, I won't. I won't. I won't argue with him there. For sure. All right. I think that's uh, I think we're pretty good on basketball. Uh, dead period is hit. Uh. <laughs> I was checking today because the calendar looked like the calendar was weird. And I was like, are they allowed to have visitors until the fifth? Cause it was still listed as kind of a quiet period for like basketball. The that, yeah. The, the color coding on the map, yeah. like the calendar. So I'm tra- checking around, trying to figure it out from, from the first to the fifth, you are allowed to host official visits for kids that have signed their letter of intent. What? <laughs> or kids that have committed or something. I don't know how. Why would that, I like, pay for you to come to campus for an official visit if you've the already NCAA signed? doesn't recognize. 
Right. The NCAA, NCAA doesn't recognize verbal commitments. Right. That's not a thing. Right. I'm like, what? Trying to figure it out. But they, they can't. They're shut down until August 1st, basically. Can't have anybody on campus until August 1st. So they had a, uh, a busy month of, of hosting as many kids as humanly possible, making their sales pitch, getting out, getting out in front uh, of as many kids as they could get out in front of. And uh, now they, they hit the road next week. I will be in Birmingham and uh, just north of Atlanta at Cartersville next week to uh, check out the Under Armour and Adidas uh, events that first weekend. Under Armour is in um, Indianapolis the third weekend. I'm still trying to figure out what to do the second weekend. Nike sucks, Dave. Oh, we talked about it. Do not waste your time, man. Nike has uh, eliminated media from attending the Peach Jam. So there's no media access at all in North Augusta, South Carolina for the two weeks that Nike is at the Peach Jam. So if you want to go, you have to go and buy your own ticket and you get no access to any players, any coaches, any anything. Yeah, it's like you're a parent. Yeah, basically. So I don't know. I I, I hate seems... not going because. But what, but what are you gonna get? What would you get out of it? I mean, I'd get evaluations out of it, I guess. Yeah, but you're the point is to go watch, but then also be able to then go talk to other people, coaches. Maybe. Yeah. Um. Talk to coach. I mean, I guess they can always text you. You can meet them afterwards, but like you, you can't just go sit in next to a coach and watch a game. I mean, and that's like the biggest reason you go to these things is the information you pick up from coaches. Right. Like sitting and watching games. While stuff's going on. I mean, talking to them after they've watched eight hours of games, they're, Th- them talking to you is probably the last damn thing they want to do. Well, I mean, everybody generally meets up, you know, somewhere and, and gets some grub or whatever. Sure, but, but you're not like diving into. Sc- I mean, it's more relaxed. You're not diving right. into scouting reports and what you saw in game four, you know, or did you catch this kid on the court six or whatever? Like at that point, you're just unwinding and, and shooting the shit. Yeah, you're you're talking shit more than you're much more than you're working. Yeah, I don't at know, that man. point, that seems like a lot of driving and a lot of uh, sitting around for not a whole lot of return. I mean, it is it is nine hours to Augusta and nine hours back. I don't know the 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 lunatic in me still wants to to make the trek, but. I know once I get down there, I'm going to be pissed because I'm not going to be able to like do what I need to do to get my job done. Yeah. So I don't know. All right. Let's get to some football today, Dave. It's name, image, and likeness day. Heck yeah, buddy. What are your 
initial thoughts on this. Obviously, it's a good thing. I think we're we're all in agreement there. Oh yeah. The more I like, the more I wonder. Like, I, I just wonder how practical it all is. Like, how long is the the buzz around this going to last? I guess is. I think it'll be short. Um, I think. I think you're. Pure, pure, pure college town and your states that have where the college is the attraction are going to do much better than even than than like your big programs. Um, Like I know Nebraska, Runza is a fast food casual fast food type place it's it's basically like the skyline of nebraska or the waffle house of i mean there's just one everywhere and they serve it they have little vendors that go up and down the aisles at football games like everybody in nebraska knows what runs is i mean it's like the greatest thing ever there they have said they are going to pay i don't know the amount but they're going to pay Every single Nebraska athlete who wants to work for them, whatever that means, sponsored tweets, come to the restaurant, video, I don't know what it means. They're going to pay every athlete. So that's like, what, 500, 350 to 500 athletes? So I think stuff like that is going to be, I don't know if better is the word, but like, I just think, I hope the kids don't think this, that like 1201 hit today and my DMs are full of places that want to pay me to, to do stuff for them. Like, I don't think that's reality. Um, and I think the lady athletes are going to cash in way, way, way more than the male athletes. For example, you know, like, you see Darren Ravel or these other people kind of like put a list together of the athletes that are going to have the opportunities to cash in the most. And like Spencer Rattler, who's probably the most well-known college football player this year, Oklahoma quarterback, you know, fun name, you know, projected high, high, high level Heisman candidate, high, high level draft pick projection he has 63,000 followers on Twitter. Olivia Dunn, who I'm pretty sure nobody that's listening to this podcast has ever heard of, is a gymnast at LSU who has 5 million followers just on Instagram and TikTok combined. So all those ladies' products that you and me and most of our listeners have never heard of are going to be giving her a boatload of money because as an influencer or whatever, because her scope is so much, so much bigger. Like there's twin basketball players at Fresno state. I don't even know if they're any good, but they do funny dribbling videos and funny things on TikTok. They've got the two of them combined have like three and a half million followers on TikTok. They signed a deal with, they were in New York city today. Olivia Dunn was in New York City today. They signed a deal with like Boost Mobile or something. They're going to make six figures easy. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's, I mean, Derek King is making some good money to start. Like, 
$20,000 from one company. Um, but I think for the guys, I think that stuff's few and far between. I think the ladies are going to cash in. There's some volleyball. Yeah. Kentucky's got a volleyball player. There's some other gymnasts. There's some, you know, whatever it might be. I, th- I think there that's where the money's going to be made just because those there's so many companies out there that <clears throat> want that, that influence, want that access to that many people like Des Ritter. You know, I don't even know. He, he's not really active on Twitter. He doesn't I mean he might be a name, but to a company that doesn't mean anything because who are you in, who are you interacting with? Who are you, who's following you? Who's, you know, stuff like that. Well, I mean, the question is, who are you influencing? Right? If I'm a right. company. Like, like if, if, am I, if, I, if, I, if I work for my company is mortgage loans or I think the old cliche of the car dealer, like I don't think that's a thing anymore. I think you could do some stuff with like getting players to your dealership for an autograph signing and that'll just drive more people to the dealership. But like no one's going to x dealership because like you know a football player says hey come on down and buy a car from billy bob's honda dealership like that's not why they're going to go buy a car there like they might come if you're there to get an autograph but like it's totally different for the girls when they can you know say they use these products and they love these products and they have five million touch points and if a hundred thousand people buy it, I mean, that's going to be well, well worth whatever they're paying them. Yeah. So the message boys grow your, your social media fame. (laughs) (laughs) If you really want to make some money off of this name, image, and likeness stuff, it's going to be based on, we've talked about this for, for months, if not longer, Dave. Yeah. It's not going to be, you know, such and such restaurant giving me 500 or a thousand dollars to like endorse their product. Well, it might be, that ain't, that ain't a, where, it might be yeah, if you but, have a million followers. Right, right, right. <laughs> but I'm saying like, if you don't, right. if you got even, even 10,000, 15,000 oh, followers, it's nothing. nothing. We have 10,000 followers on Bearcat journals, Twitter page. When you're not that interesting. Exactly. I just tweet out news but for the most part. Like, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I'm happy for it. It should happen. <clears throat> it's unbelievable looking back now at things like Jeremy Bloom. And I saw he tweeted today about this girl that played tennis at UMass whose career ended because of a $283 accounting error. Yeah. And it's like, and now, you know, it feels like a world ago that now, you know, you can, you know, basically get money from almost anybody. They've got some, some rules on it. Which Very I, few. I kind of find hilarious. Like Very few. Yeah. It's more like alcohol, tobacco, gambling, uh, adults, entertainment, thing, things like that. No OnlyFans for the boys. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I feel like there's op- there's definitely opportunity. We've seen a few already pop up for the <coughs> football players, companies I've never heard of. But uh, but again, that's going to be the thing. It's like, especially 
company never if there's a company that most people haven't heard of this is like pretty cheap advertising really you get a bunch of football players or basketball players or whatever that have 20 to 50,000 followers and you just tell them you'll pay them whenever they tweet about your thing and they might think about it hot and heavy at first but I bet as time goes on they think they think about it less and less you know you get into the season it's just not front of mind you know you're not getting so much money that you're like you know doing it all the time yeah it depends on how big that check is right <laughs> but like I know the one that John Briggs is it's like go puff or something they're doing kind of the same thing that Runya's doing. I mean, they'll pay any athlete that wants to to do it for them. I mean, not a dumb idea. No. I wonder if I wonder if we'll start to see like there's going to be thresholds. Like, we'll work with you if you have this many followers, or this is what you get if you have this much of. A yeah, base. Has, I mean, there yep. has to be there has to be value to to being a. Spencer Rattler, um, right, versus just some <laughs> freshman golfer. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, no, you know. I I do love the people today that are losing their minds. You know, it's it's the end of college sports oh, as we God. know it. It's been the end of college sports ever since like, college sports. <laughs> like every college sports has not died. It's only gotten bigger, but yet whether it's transfers or conference expansion or who knows what it was maybe in the 70s and 80s like every time every smu every time it's been the end of college sports it it's hasn't (laughs) like it's like somehow fans of college sports still find a way to be fans of college sports i just find it like I just always kind of laughed at the idea of that like that being an athlete makes makes you different than anybody else and that you can't earn money if someone is willing to give you money like it's just so it's so not kind of like what how the entire country was built and how everybody lives their life you get what you get and you get what someone feels your value is but not if you play sports yeah your net worth your 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 worth is what what somebody is willing to pay you right that's what you're worth again that ain't that hard no that's why I've, I've always laughed at the whole hypocrisy of it all. Like, you know, you just ask, you ask for less money at your job than, than you feel you're worth. No, you ask for more than you maybe feel you're worth because if the worst they can say is no, but college players, God, they, I mean, that'll just end the whole, whole sport. If we start giving them money, because so, the world is going to come to end uh, to an end if the twenty-year-olds start making money. Get out of here! Get out of here with that crap. Uh any any football stuff you want to get to? Uh, Are you excited sure. for tomorrow morning? 
Oh heck yeah! Been, Dave been, gets to Dave gets to see I've his first squat fest. I've been been getting low. You don't want to do that. Trying to trying to get my legs loose. Which my, which group are you jumping in? Specialists, of course. You jumping other, in with uh, the rake? What other group would I jump in with? <laughs> <laughs> Managers. <laughs> they're, they're young. They're in way better shape than I am. <laughs> so is uh, the rake. Yeah, but he, I could still probably squat more than him. Uh, probably not. <laughs> probably maybe not, when he but... maybe when he got here, he's been with Brady <laughs> for two months now. You think yeah. three months now? You think you can squat more than him? I don't. Yeah, think probably so. not. Um, but yeah, it should be entertaining to say the least. It's a wild deal. Okay. It's a wild deal. There's nothing quite like the feeling of being in what is essentially like a club setting at seven o'clock in the morning. Disco lights, flashing lights, bright lights, DJ, like pounding, music pounding your chest and, uh, and, and guys throwing around weights like a bunch of lunatics. It's something. It is something. I can't wait to to get your response to it next week on oh, the podcast. I, lo- I love it's, it's my kind of music, so I'm ready to go. Oops, 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 oh, yeah. oops. <laughs> you're, the, the, you're, the Italian, you're an EDM guy? The Italian uh, GT, GTL is going to be, be pumping. <laughs> oh... But uh, I, I did want to. I did want to talk about which I, maybe we've seen this before, but I don't feel like we have. Like this group of recruits has some nuts on them. They do. They like. They're, like they're getting it. after it. On they there. like to get after it, and I and I'm here for it. I am they, here for it. They've gotten not a little mouthy, like a lot mouthy. Oh yeah, with, with the UCF crew over the past like four or five days. Yeah, and it's it's great. Like obviously, this is about the whole you know Tyrus Washington recruitment, and he tweeted out three different tweets today. You know, UC UCF Arkansas. You know, say what you will. He's you know he's fish, fishing for love. I mean, a lot of the guys do it. Whatever it is, what it is. But it's fun to it's been fun to watch the reaction. I think the one part that made me laugh the most was, and I think he's friends with Tyrus, but this Thomas Castellanos kid, or I don't know if that's, maybe it just sounds a lot like Nick Castellanos, so I said it that way, but um, he said something to the effect earlier today about, you know, retweeted, and he was like, I bet, you know, he's going to get more UCF love or followers or whatever. And you you retweeted it and said, well, what do you want to bet? Did you see what he tweeted a little while ago? No. <laughs> I got to find it. It's it's perfect because um, he basically – I have to find it just to read it because it's, it's too funny. Where is this thing at? Oh, I got this. I got this oh, page right here. He, he, he then tweeted – some of y'all recruits need to stop looking for attention and just, <laughs> and just worry about where you're going to spend the next important three to four years of your life. Boom. This Cause, was because he lost. 
Yeah. <laughs> this was two hours before. No, this was before. Two hours before he tweets, I bet more UCFs, UCF fans will follow him than Cincy. Back me up, Knights fans. <laughs> so it's like, wait, which one is it, buddy? What, whatever gets him more attention, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, these, these dudes, Ethan Green especially. Oh, he's Ethan just, Green's a shit talker. He is in the mix, like throwing up like screenshots and yeah. snaps and like. <laughs> I love Ethan Green. He, he's a man to my heart. Like <laughs> Ethan Green talked to Aaron for 45 minutes. Aaron called me. He's like, Chad, <coughs> what do I do? Because those things, like, if you get a 10-minute recruit interview, that's that's a lot. Well, yeah, that's a, a lot. lot of that's a lot of words. He's like, Chad, he just kept talking. Like it was almost an hour. I was like, well, you got a lot of transcribing to do, son. Yeah, sounds like you got a, <laughs> why are you talking to me? Sounds like you got a busy night. <laughs> Let's see. Arkansas, let me see some. 42 comments, UCF 46 comments, Cincinnati 71 comments, 88 retweets, 37 for UCF, 75 for Arkansas. Arkansas got more likes. Yeah. Nobody nobody cares about likes. <laughs> that stuff like look, I said this on the board and and I know you're a big a staunch like don't tweet at recruits. The gifts and the mentions thing has become a thing. Like that is how kids now are gauging like their feel. For I don't fan mind base. that. I the gifts because gifts are funny and you throw a gif and it's just like a hey you see thing. I just don't like the whole like. Don't speak to them. Don't speak to the back and forth and trying to like say your boys or you're like building relationships with recruits. No, you're not. Like no, you're not. What are you going to do? Come hang out with them when they get to campus? Yeah. Sounds, sounds cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, if you, like, you're showing pride in your school. You want them to come to your school. I get that. But, like, yeah, the other stuff, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's just not, it's not my thing. And maybe I feel that way because we've worked in this so long that, like, yeah. I feel like, though, as someone who's almost 40, that, I would also not be like tweeting to recru- to recruits, even if I was just a, a quote unquote regular fan. True, I, I don't think I would either. But kids eat this stuff up, man. They eat this stuff up, and now the more followers they have, the more they can monetize. Did you see the thing today? High school kids are in on name, image, and likeness. Oh yeah. I didn't like. I didn't really think of that part of it. Well, how could they not be? No, I know. I just didn't really like, I didn't, it didn't come, you know, it didn't cross my brain that like, you're not going to be able to tell high school kids like, no. No. And for a lot of these kids, that's when they're like, that's when they're the most marketable is when, you know, they've got 30 offers and, you know, six teams in the top 25 are coming hard after them. Like you could probably make quite a bit of money if you're like a small town kid. You could probably do pretty well for a 17, 18 year old getting a little extra cheddar in your pocket. Maybe like a Reed Shepherd. <laughs> he could, he could, he could make a killing in Lexington. <laughs> I'm surprised Matt Jones hasn't already like chaos bar and grill 
brought to you by Reed Shepherd hasn't yeah. like hasn't become a thing already. Yeah, I mean, if you get Reed Shepherd and his dad to come sign autographs, and his mom, his Lyon mom would, played at Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, line would be out the door, down the street. Here's what I would say, though. If you see autograph signings where guys are out signing autographs, if you see stuff like that, if you see a, a company that's sponsoring a kid, do what you can to support them. Oh, yeah. Because that stuff is going to be tracked and people are going to be talking about it. Like, yeah, look, their kids aren't making any money off name, image, and likeness. Like, you don't think that's going to be used against schools that don't do well in it with recruiting? Sure. You're, you're damn wrong. And, I can't wait we, to see the the high level basketball kids. For any of the any of the kids or parents listening, make make sure you get a, an accountant. Yeah, you, you, you're ten ninety nine, so you, you're going to pay taxes on these event, eventually. Right, and make sure you you're paying attention to what state the taxes are the the money's coming from and all that good stuff. Yeah, it's a little bit of a mess, like for UC, because you could get deals in Cincinnati and Kentucky, and you got to right. <clears throat> there's a there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that you know i'm glad i don't this, that one that has to that, worry about that part is typical ncaa though well yeah like they they've known this stuff is coming for so damn long and they've done absolutely nothing to prepare for it until like yesterday right oh right like it, all of a sudden it was like oh crap it starts tomorrow we better figure this out. It starts tomorrow. And the, the kids are going to be the one that are, that are, you know, cause now the NCAA has put in the, the provision that coaches can have nothing to do with it. Yeah. So the, the people that can and probably should be giving you guidance, the NCAA has uh, removed from the process, which is that that's typical NCAA dumbassery, but yeah, I guess it is what it is. Oh, here's an article that you and I will both uh, have an opinion on. Not sports related. Okay. Someone, his name is Josh Barrow. He wrote an article that's trending on the Twitter that says, your grill is filthy, has poor temperature control, and for some idiot reason has the heating element below the food. So fat drips into it and catches fire. There's a better way to cook in your kitchen. Get a pellet grill, dumbass. Learn how to grill. Learn how to grill. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pellet grill. I don't have a heating element. I mean, I, I do. It's the element that cooks the or catches the, the pellets on fire. But I, I cook my food on the grill with fire. So that's just a, a quite a take. It is quite a take. It's quite a take. Your your grill is uh, the 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 grill can catch on fire if there's too much grease. Yeah, no shit. It's grease. Like that <laughs> and, stuff catches on fire if, you, if open, you're not careful. Open flame. Open flame and grease is fire. Dumbass. But anyway, I'm guessing barbecue Twitter is having a good time with that. I'm sure. Um, Barbecue Twitter is a very, like, a very serious place. Barbecuing is a very serious 
place just in yeah. general. So those people take that very, very seriously. How how do you um I know we did the inside what are you doing? What, what are you doing Monday? You should stop by the radio station around three three o'clock or so. Why would I want to do that? Because we're getting a bunch of Hawaiian food. I, I heard you guys today. We got to get that cat on on the grid. Yeah, can you like Loco Mocos? I need to. We need to pass his info on to Anthony. Yeah, absolutely. Loco Mocos at uh, at like eight thirty in the morning on on noon game days. Oh. Pro- I don't think we're gonna have any noon home games. I'm sure there'll be at least one where the conference puts us at noon on ESPN or whatever. Maybe ESPN two. Don't we have a, an ESPN two noon time slot for the for the American generally? Mm. I mean, I don't know, but if they if they beat Indiana Notre Dame, yeah, but I mean they're gonna they're get like, many noon games no matter what the time slot is. Like they're going to be in the yeah, top but, five. Yeah, but if you're playing ECU and you're going to beat the piss out of them, they're not, they're not going to want you on prime. They're going to put you on ESPN two at noon. Well, I don't know. They'll still top five teams don't go on ESPN two at noon. They'll get like ESPN two at three thirty. Maybe. Okay, then you'll you'll get Locomocos at at well, eleven yeah, a.m. You don't have to be. It doesn't have to be a noon game. There's people get out. I'll be interested to see if they. <clears throat> increased tailgate time this year, seeing that we didn't get to last year. And if you don't have a noon game, like, why can't you still, I mean, I know you got to pay people to be there and all that stuff, but like, let it be open a little bit, maybe an hour longer than, than it used to be. Maybe I'll yeah. next, next fan council meeting, I'll try to get that info and see if I can, can convince them to extend tailgate time. Yeah, uh, loco moco. In case you don't know, rice, a bed of rice, a hamburger patty, eggs, generally over easy, runny, and then gravy in a styrofoam container. Just a big old plate of stick to your ribs, so you can you can drink a hundred beers. I don't know if you could drink a hundred beers after eating that. Yeah. It's all about desire. Right? <coughs> it's all about your your will to win. Oh yes. At that point in time, you can. I mean, you can absorb it. You'll be able to absorb as many beers as you can handle at that point in time. Oh yeah. Keep an eye on that one. I have. I feel good about where things are at with Sage Tolentino. I, I don't know that a decision is imminent, but uh, I get a feeling. One, that family for whatever. It's still even getting the story. They love like Hamilton and they love Cincinnati. And I, you were in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know, Dave. Like maybe it's just me, but if I was in Hawaii, I, I love it here. I, I've, I've been here a large portion of my life by choice. But if I was already in Hawaii, I don't know that I would like, I would pick this, this spot out and be like, I'm going there. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just one of those things like when you're not somewhere, you think it's great. When you've been there your whole life, it's like whatever. And and maybe there are things here that you don't have there because it's so far away from the mainland that maybe life is just a little bit easier here or something. I don't know. 
Yeah. And I guess, you know, if, if you're, if your aspiration is to get into the food business, making Hawaiian food in Hawaii is not really a, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a little harder to, to carve out a niche. <laughs> right. You make Hawaiian food in Cincinnati. And they, they say their pulled pork is amazing. And that their chicken is amazing. So I'm I'm excited Monday to uh, to Ooh, get a try. Maybe, maybe for what about this idea? Pig Kalua pig roast on the grid. That would be interesting. I don't know if that's they didn't really say that that was like in their in their wheelhouse. I'm sure it's something that that can't you know, every Hawaiian. Family yeah. blew a pig. I'm sure. I'm sure they could do it. I mean, but that's a giant undertaking. I don't know yeah. how much they do do it. That'd be awesome. It would be awesome. Maybe they need to schedule Hawaii. Have Hawaii come here, <laughs> and and we could have a Hawaiian theme with the uh, dine in Hawaii food truck. For sure. But uh, recruiting, there's a lot yeah. of dudes that that they're in on. Um, a lot of a lot of more than I can ever remember, Dave. A lot of legitimately like hand-to-hand combat battles that are coming down to the end. Yeah. Right. Because usually by like, you know, official visits are in the books. There's usually a pretty good feel for where most of these kids are like heading. Yeah. There's like four of these things that I'm like, I don't know. This is like this takes this is kind of like a Khalil Lewis deal. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I said in the article that I wrote the other day earlier this week, like I, I feel like they're in a pretty good spot with Pat Body. Uh, I feel like they're in a pretty good spot with JQ Hardaway. Where I mean things could change, but th- at least at th- as it stands, I feel like you know they're in pretty good position on those two. Tyrus, I think it like, I know Arkansas is still like a factor. I think that thing's going to come down to just UC and UCF, Luke and, and Gus Malzahn in the center of the ring, swinging it out. Because from what I can tell, both of those schools want Tyrus Washington really, really bad. Well, we know. Really bad. We know UC does. I mean, we know Denbrock. Loves those freak yeah. tight ends. Um, Landon Livingston don't have a great like yeah, a great feel for that one. I just wouldn't think that that's gonna happen. I don't necessarily either, but I know the kid like loved his visit here. I know he's had a good he's got a good connection with Ron Crook. He seems like he's absolutely like loved every visit, which they should. I hope they do. Yeah. Um, I don't ever want to have like a bad visit. Like, that's a hard part that, in but... uh that's a hard part in some of these kids like when you when you talk to them they don't have anything bad to say about anybody how could you have anything bad to say about a weekend where you like go to fickle's house play basketball in his barn go to out to eat montgomery and go to top golf hang out with the dudes see this awesome new apartment like how could you possibly have a bad time yeah <laughs> um so there's i mean it's <laughs> It's it's very interesting on quite a few. Caleb Perry. That feels like Tennessee. Kinda. I mean, he did he, he he's not much of a talker. So the Tennessee site getting like a really extensive interview with him 
was a little bit of a like, uh oh, right? Because he's yeah. he's not answering really anybody else. So so that one was a little eye opening, but it's it's going to be a fun July because there's going to be quite a bit of suspense on a lot of these kids uh, as as these well, decisions Oliver get Bridges. made. Oliver Bridges too. Yeah, I, I I like where UC's at there, just because I like I think he really wanted that. You know, he's a Pennsylvania kid. I think he really wanted that Pennsylvania or that Penn State offer, and he camped, and we're a week removed from that camp, and we haven't seen the Penn State offer. And you know, Cincinnati was the other school that that everybody has thought. And, and talking to Brian Doan, our guy who covers. That area, you know, Cincinnati was was right up there, and Penn State hasn't pulled the trigger. That that leaves Cincinnati, I would think. I mean, I know Rutgers uh, had him on campus; um, they've offered, uh, but you know, Bridges is an interesting one. They, they, right now, man, DBs across the country want to come play for Perry Eliano and, and the Bearcats. How about his quote in Justin's article? I mean, I would blow that mother up so big and put it all over the Lindner Center. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the one that's like, look, yeah, sure, they're going to talk crap about us, but we're going to be gonna playing be the, one in the, in the playoff. Well, they're they're going to be in the middle of the Big Ten. Great. Yeah. Congratulations. I love Perry Eliana. Well, like, I've gotten to that, know like, him. I love that. They have in the players. I mean, this is what we mentioned earlier. Like they're kind of feeding off of it. Like they can be a little more boastful now because even though it's not happening anytime soon, like it's not even officially official. But those guys didn't meet for two freaking years in secret, and then have some meetings in June, and then announce basically what they were gonna do to then not do this until the current contract runs out. Like, can you right. imagine the upheaval if they're like, oh yeah, we're just going to wait until 2026 to do this. Like that's not happening. It's happening in 2023. Yeah. So like, it's not even happening, but just knowing that it's going to happen has allowed them to finally be able to say that shit where it's like, yeah, they can't say that again. That was the only thing they could say before. And now they can't say it. Right. We got a shot now. We got a shot. That's what the staff the can The two say. things that kids want more than anything else, <clears throat> for the most part, is to get to the league. And you see, we'll put a big stamp on that in this next draft. And they want to play meaningful games slash win championships slash play for a title. Yep. The other stuff, the – Playing the SEC, the 100,000-seat stadium, the sweet facility, that's great. Whatever. But they, those are not the driving forces of why kids pick schools. Right. Two reasons, for the most part. <clears throat> and now UC will have both of those things. I mean, when the A chance. Team, when they throw down – Possibly double-digit draft picks. I mean, that, that'll answer that one real quick. Yeah, look yeah. at all these dudes we just got into the league. Yep. And, you know, if they have the season that we expect them to have, look, that'd have been two years in a row we would have made the playoff. Yeah. 
They're 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 putting a lot of bullets in the gun. That's for show. So yeah, I mean they and what we we mean they got what <clears throat> 12 commits right now. We're thinking 17 20ish. 17 to 18 high school kids. Couple spots. I can see. Transfers. I think I think eventually it'll get up to 20. It always does. Sure. For high school kids. <clears throat> but I mean if they hit, I mean, they have a realistic chance to get Body, JQ, Tyrus Washington, and Oliver Bridges. Where would that put them, Dave? 16. Oh, in the country ranking? Yeah. As of a couple of days ago, we put them back up to 16. That's, I don't know if that's still accurate. A lot of kids have been committing, but. Right. But they'd be back inside the top 20. And it'd be 16 commits, too. So you'd be looking at only a few more spots. It's uh, it's exciting times, and we're. I don't have an exact start date for camp yet, but the past couple of years, it's been the last week in July, which means we are less than a month from the start of camp. Well, yeah, July fourth is what sixty days. Yeah, I'm kicking it off. Bearcats have opened as a twenty and a half point favorite against Miami. Seems a little low. Yeah. We have uh, I've been made I've made contact with several people that uh, cover the opponent. So we'll start having the opponent preview articles back this year. Now that we know we're actually going to play a season, <laughs> those, were, those were kind of pointless last summer. While right. we were sitting here wondering what the hell we were going to do. So yeah, I've talked to uh, Billy Embody at MSMU, Jason uh, Beatty at UCF. Talk to uh, Matt Weaver from pegs.com for an Indiana article. Peaks. 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 Um, so, yeah. Our we'll friends have, at peaks.com. I got a lot of friends with it. We'll have, uh, including, including Peaks. <clears throat> and reached out to Tom Loy. We know he'll help us out with the Notre Dame stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I'll have, be to fun. Write, I'll have to do a few. Um, you know, Tulsa doesn't really have anybody. Navy doesn't have anybody. Might have to dig for dig for those people. But I've got my, I've got my trusty, my trusty. You're, you're not, you're not gonna call my my friend Kelly. In oh, Tulsa. Kelly Hines. Yeah. She's blocked me. I've got my trusty Athlon Sports College Preview mag to uh, to help me out with the with the other articles. I I did want to I didn't want to ask you this. Okay. They rank teams nationally one through whatever. The AAC. They have UC eighth. Obviously UCF <coughs> will be next. Where do you think they have them? They have UC where? Eighth. 27th. Close. 30th. Sounds, sounds about right. Where do you think the next team comes in after UCF at 30th? And who do you think it is? Oh, boy. Uh, I'm guessing everyone seems to be really high on Tulane. 
So I'm going to guess Tulane, although it could be Houston, knowing how these things work. And I'll guess 53rd. It is Houston, but it's all the way at 61. Wow. (laughs) So you have UC at eight, and then a pretty decent gap to number two, and then a huge gap to number three. UC's eight, number three is 61. And everybody's bunched. Houston's 61. Uh, SMU is 64. Tulane is 65. Tulsa is 63. So they basically have no idea what to do with the middle of the conference. <laughs> right. They're all going to be close, and they're all going to be significantly below Cincinnati. Memphis, everybody's down on Memphis. Memphis is 72. They have them are you, are you down on Memphis? <clears throat> yeah. I just figured most people wouldn't be. Their schedule sucks, though. So, like – I'm looking at their schedule. Oh, well, they play UCF at UCF at Houston. But That's not great for them. Their non-conference is Nichols at Arkansas State, Mississippi State, and UTSA. That, all right, that UTSA game, they could lose that game. Yeah. UTSA, or what, it was either UTSA or Texas State. Took zero high school kids in the 2021 recruiting class. I love it. The I entire love it. class it. is transfers. Lean into it, baby. Look, what are we seeing, Dave? We're seeing dozens, if not dozens upon dozens. There's college, there's football players still transferring right now. Yeah, and there's there's still <laughs> there's still a couple hundred kids in the portal, and some of those kids are 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 borderline like power five and borderline power five kids chad there's there's five to ten kids that transferred from tennessee that played that are still not at a school yeah if you're texas state go get them boy go get them i'm telling you people better get used to it like even with basketball like if you've got four or five spots, the days of filling it with five high school kids are over. I've like I Wes, from my knowledge, Wes doesn't plan on taking any more than two or three high school kids. Well, because what would you rather take? A, a college player that you've seen two years of tape on and that has two years left or a high school kid that didn't Maybe didn't hardly play at all last year because of COVID. Right. And then it's still high. Like, which would you rather take? The yeah. known or the unknown? It's going to be interesting. I mean, it's going to be fascinating because I think once you get outside of the top, like the top 150 kids are still going to go to high levels. Like that, they're still going to, there's still a market for four-star and five-star and the high three-star kids. But if you're a kid after 175 and you got an opportunity, better jump. Because if you wait, like this this practice of like, I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to play my high school season and see what's there for me in the spring. 
you better start researching JUCOs and you better start researching prep schools for your fifth year because there ain't going to be a lot of, of options on the table for those kids at the places that they think they should end up. A defensive lineman from Tennessee who was an 87 ranking in high school and a defensive lineman or a linebacker from Alabama who was a 93 ranking in high school entered the portal yesterday. Yesterday was the, the cutoff too. So if you go in now, you're not guaranteed a waiver. Like you're not guaranteed the, the free transfer. Yeah. Some kid from Liberty went in today. I don't get it. Like, what do you think? Unless the paperwork was put in yesterday and it just didn't get reported until today or whatever. Five guys from Illinois went in just this week. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be very interesting. You got a lot of things all coming together right at the same time, changing the playoff name, image, and likeness free waiver in the transfer portal. Like there's a lot of change coming. I I've said that I've been saying this for a couple months, like it, college football in five years is going to look a lot different. Now, maybe it still looks like Alabama, Clemson, Ohio state at the top, but the rest is going to look considerably different. I think I don't know how yet, but there's just too many, there's too many oars in the water for it not to look quite a bit different, right? I think it, I mean, I think it's going, I think it's going to crush the middle to lower tier power five teams. It definitely has a potential to do that. Because if I'm a kid and I'm a sophomore, I can't go pro yet, and I'm really good. I'm transferring. Yeah. To Alabama or Ohio State. If they'll take, you know, if I'm that good. If I'm also a sophomore and I haven't played really, and my team's not good enough, like we're just fine. Like we're we're whatever. I'm transferring down because I just want to play these last two years. I can't guys, – guys are – I mean, guys are getting drafted. A guy from the University of Charleston in West Virginia got drafted this year, wide receiver. They are finding you, but you cannot be found if you aren't playing. Yep. So who gives a shit if you're at Kentucky or Louisville or Purdue if you aren't playing? Great, you're in the SEC. Great, you're going to the Outback Bowl. It's the best thing you can possibly do. <laughs> yeah. But you're not playing, so who cares? So go somewhere where you can actually play, and maybe you're freaking great. And maybe the only thing you needed was an opportunity to play, and then you get drafted or you get signed as an undrafted free agent. You're not getting any of those things if you don't play. Yep. So, like, those teams in the middle are going to get rated. Yeah. Yeah. And like those kids that you were getting before are now going to look at it and go, why don't I go to UC? Why don't I go to UCF? 
why don't I go? I mean, if Coastal keeps it going, you know, why yeah. don't I, you know, or they, go, you know, I need to go somewhere where I'm going to play. Well, I don't know that that's that easy anymore at Cincinnati. Well, no, not here for sure. It's not. <laughs> I, I don't know if you're transferring to Cincinnati for an easy spot on the roster. I don't, I but don't like, know. That but those look at it from anymore. that standpoint, though, is like, a lot of places with the way UC's roster is, they've seen a bunch of kids leave. Yeah. And they haven't seen that. And that might, I mean, for the kid, that might not be the best thing. Like, I <clears throat> I want all these guys to stay at UC and hopefully get to play, but, like, I also want them to have a chance to play. So you got to look out for you. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I mean – if that playoff thing passes in just two years and there's a playoff in 2023, that affects next year's recruiting class. Like yeah. It's, it's there. Like they can tell those kids your freshman year, you will have a chance to play for the a national championship. Like they're recruiting kids right now for the first class that is going to play in a 12 team playoff era. Yep. So it's not this like pipe dream thing. Like those kids are going to be committing this time next year. Very true. So like it's, it's here. Like it's not official, but it's here. Like they're, you don't think they're telling those kids. Yep. You don't think that four-star kid from Texas that unofficially visited this summer. They're not telling him we're going to the playoff your freshman year, buddy. Like we would have been last year, we would be this year if there was one, and we're going next year. You got anything else? I don't I think, think it's so. A pretty good spot to end. Yeah, I mean, just a ready definitive for... statement from Dave. We got uh, Patrick Body. Is he deciding on the fourth? Yeah. And then Tyrus, we know, is the seventh. Yeah. Do we know JQ or Bridges? I haven't. I haven't heard a date for JQ. I haven't heard a date for Bridges. Um, JQ, I'm expecting to be during the dead period, but I don't know when specifically. But I, I would expect it, unless something changes, I would expect it at some point before we hit, what, July 25th is the end of the dead period. Um, but I haven't, I, I don't have a good feel on on when Bridges is going to decide yet. Because I know he, 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 he really wanted that Penn State offer. Like, how long are you going to wait for it? What are they telling him? How much? How much? How bad are they putting him on ice? I guess would be the yeah the question, right? So, all right. Well, welcome back. It was a uh, it was a rough week on vacation, but I'm glad to be back in the content game. That's right. Guess who's back? Content doesn't take no days off. It took a couple days off. It did. (laughs) Hey, I think we we needed it as much as as anything. Yeah. Well, you can't just keep producing A plus level content week after week after week without a little bit of time to, to recharge. We can. We have. Thanks to. Hey, big, big tip of the cap to Aaron Heck and Brett, yeah. Brett, 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 they've done a great job keeping this, uh, 
this boat afloat, if you will, over uh, over the past couple weeks. And Brett's got a couple more coming. I put one up tonight on Eddie Ricks, the 2023 kid that visited the other day. George Washington the third uh, is coming up. I think he he talked to Pat Wessler, the 2022 big guy, uh, coming up as well. So if George Washington the third comes here. And he scores the first basket. Do they throw pennies up in the air instead of? That's dangerous. Oh, instead of ripped up newspaper? That sounds dangerous. Wooden, they'd have to be wooden pennies, right? <laughs> oh, we'll go real, real old George Washington. Old <laughs> right? Wooden pennies. Right? Wooden, wooden, wooden nickels, I think, were the thing back yeah. in those days. But, uh, yeah. So, the, the content train is not slowing down. Uh, it is, it is just starting. It, it took a break. It, it, it refueled and, uh, I'm going to hit the road next weekend. There'll be a ton of content from on the road through July. And then as soon as I get done with my three weekends on the road for basketball, it's go time. Right. Camp higher grounds leading into the start of football season, leading into the start of basketball season. And, uh, Big big things ahead over the next year for Bearcat Journal. So I'm I'm pumped. I'm fired up, as a new friend of mine would say. Fired up, Dave. <laughs> That's right. That's gonna wrap it up. Thanks to our special guest Zach Tobler. That was a little bit of like it, we were things were a bit unorganized at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> D- Dave and I were both coming off of uh, dealing with children. His issue with the two-year-old, a little different than my issue with the 10-year-old, but uh, I, I had to get dinner in while we were doing the podcast. If you heard me chewing uh, a little bit there, I tried to mute as much of it as, uh, as I could, but uh, we, we, we managed. We got to get to bed. Yeah, we got to be up at 6 o'clock. If you can get there. If you can get up at 6 and get there by 7, I, oh, I admire you. That's easy. I'm far away. I got to deal with four, at that seven, time like, in the traffic. Morning, at that time in the morning, it only take me like 20, 25 minutes to get there. It's that's best case for me is 20, 25 minutes. So, but squat fest, here we come. Stay got tuned my, on got social. My, head, my headband, my leg warmers ready. We're <laughs> ready to go. Ready to go. Put me in coach. I'm getting uh, on that rack. That's great. I'll see you in the morning, Dave. I'll right. see you guys. Coming up here uh, soon. So he's Dave Simone. I'm Chad Brendel. Special thanks to Tobe, Zach Tobler, for jumping on and uh, letting us know what he saw today at practice. And uh, we'll see you next time. It's the Holy Grail BCJ podcast right here on BearcatJournal.com.